0: Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit echoeygt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at echoeygt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message.
1: Amen. We have a very special guest. Uh, You have not heard him speak before, but he is our, our campus pastor at GT Espanol. And uh, Pastor Louise, and he's going to come in just a moment. But I want to put a connection with you. Miss Monica, where are you at? Monica, Stan, this is his fiance. She's a, both are graduates of SCU. She has her nursing degree. And I believe it's Tampa General you work at. Amen. And uh, Pastor Louise has been on staff now for ah, about six weeks, two months. Uh, and we are so excited about the future of GT Espanol. So, can we can we make Pastor Luis feel welcome as he comes to minister the Word of God? Amen. Hey, hey, one thing you may not know about Pastor Luis is is uh, he is from Puerto Rico, but he's, he plays baseball, and he plays for uh, the national team of Puerto Rico. Isn't that something? Amen. God bless you, everyone.
0: Before I start, I just want to thank Pastor Gary, Pastor Tyler, uh, for allowing me to be here tonight and speak to you guys. I know that it's hard to trust... Uh, young Hispanic boy that, that, that even, even the way he speaks is like weird. So, so if there's anything that you don't understand, well, pray to the Holy Spirit that he'll reveal it to you. Amen. So, but I want to go, go into the Word. And, and I believe that, that our lives can be transformed tonight. I believe that our lives can be changed tonight. Because every time we preach the Word of God, it has the potential to change us. Amen. Every time we preach the word of God, yeah. it has the power to transform our lives. Yeah. So tonight's message is to encourage you, to empower you. Tonight's message is to remind you that God is not done with you. Yeah. That God has still has plans for you. Yeah. God's still working in you. God's still doing great things in your life. Tonight's message is to tell you that there is more for you, more for your family. Yes. And you know I I don't think it's not a coincidence that this this year, the word or the phrase for the year is the God's generosity. I think that I think that whenever God gave that word to our pastor, it was because he has something specific for us. He has something great for this year, not for next year, but for this year. So I don't know if you can't believe it with me, but there is something powerful coming for you and your family this year. There's a blessing. There's a new blessing coming this year. You know, no matter what the enemy has said, no matter what the doctors have said, no matter what even you have said, I want to tell you tonight that there's more for you. There's more for you. And as I prayed for this sermon, I prayed to get ready. I prayed for God to give me a word. My heart became a little sad because I felt in my spirit that there's so many Christians. There's so many people that follow God, that love God. And they haven't experienced the fullness of what God is. Right. They, haven't, they, haven't, they haven't received, they haven't reached their maximum potential in Christ. Right. They, haven't, they haven't received that, that thing that God has for them. That is going to empower them. It's going to guide them. It's going to lead them to their purpose. And you know, when I, when I felt that in my spirit, I became sad. My heart became sad. Because how is, it, how is it possible that we serve a God that provides everything? We serve a God that gives everything. We serve a God that there's nothing impossible right. for Him. Right. But how is it possible that we haven't accomplished, we haven't received, we haven't, we haven't get, we, have, we are not there yet? Right. You know, maybe that's you tonight. Maybe, maybe you are in a place, of you've been in a place where you feel like, like there's nothing, nothing else for you. Like there's nothing more for you. Like you have tried and you have done things on your own. You've tried to, to get there. You have dreams and passions, but, but nothing seems to work. Nothing seems to, to bring you what you want. And tonight's message is about three men who Jesus gave them more, what, more than what they thought they were going to receive. Right. Jesus had more for them. Yeah. And I want you to go with me to Luke 5, verses 1 through 11. And it says, One day, as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out there where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. And this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in in the other boat. And soon, both boats were filled with the fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man, for he was awestruck. By the number of fish they had caught. As were the others with him. His partners James and John. The sons of Zebedee. Were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon. Don't be afraid. From now on you'll be fishing for people. And then he says. As soon as they landed. They left everything. And followed Jesus. Now I want to notice. I want to go back to verse 5. Notice how how Peter responded to Jesus. He said, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. And now look at verse 2, where it says that Jesus noticed two empty boats at the water's edge. For the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. You know, based on Peter's response and based on verse 2, I can tell you that they had quit. Because on verse 5, it says that they the, the boats were empty and they were washing the nets so so that means that they they quit that mean, that means that they were ready to go home that means that they, there has nothing left to do that means that they were they were quitting right. and they had given up because they failed imagine imagine these two fishermen just Trying to do their jobs, trying to fish all night, all night working hard. Nothing happened. You know, if that happens to us, the most common thing is to go home. It's to quit. So they quit. They were washing the nets. They were going to go home. They were ready, ready to go home, pack everything, maybe go, go again the next day and see if they had a different day. And I think that one of the reasons why... We don't believe for more, and we don't believe that God has more for us, is because we have failed, because we have experienced failure in our lives. Right. I think that one of the reasons, one of the things that stop us from going for more, from expecting more, is the fact that we have experienced failure in our lives, right. and that failure has stopped us. That failure has has um, has not allowed us to keep going forward, and that's what happened with them. They were quitting they were washing the nets they were going to go home and maybe maybe you've had a dream and you have failed at it maybe you're praying for something and you haven't received it yet maybe maybe you're sick and you're not being you haven't been healed yet Maybe you're praying for someone in your family and they haven't received the Lord yet. Maybe you have, maybe you have something in your heart, a passion that you want to do, and it hasn't happened yet. Maybe there's something in your heart that you're, that you're cons- constantly going after, trying to accomplish, trying to reach, a prayer, something that you want for you or your family, and it hasn't happened yet. That's what happened with them. Because they failed, they were quitting And then what happens is that when we are in a place where we are about to quit, that's when the enemy comes and that's when he starts putting... Things in our minds. That's when he, and then he starts. Then he starts telling you because you are failing. That means you're a failure. Because you, because you are, you have experienced failure. That means you're gonna stay there. Because you have experienced failure. That means you can hope for a better future. Because your family is like this. That means your future family is gonna be the same way. Because you were treated in this way. That means you're gonna treat your family the same way. Because you have experienced this. That means you're gonna stay the same way and that's and that's what happened in this story that I'm going to tell you now i want you to go with me to mark 5 verse 35 and we were talking about this on sunday but there's a verse that i want to that i want to talk about mark 5 35 and it says While he was still speaking, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. And that's what the enemy does. He plays the role of these voices. Whenever, let me explain, whenever you go through something... The enemy starts putting things in your mind and saying, you know what? Your dream is done. Stop bothering the teacher. You know what? You're going to remain sick. Start bothering the teacher. You know what? Your family's lost. Stop bothering the teacher. You know what? You, know, you don't have a future. So stop bothering the teacher. You know what? There's nothing better for you. So start bothering the teacher. And that's what the enemy, that, that's the voice of the enemy. But tonight I want to tell you, don't wash your nets yet. Tonight I want to tell you, don't put the nets away yet. Tonight I want to tell you, there's something still for you. Tonight I want to tell you, God is still on the work. Tonight I want to tell you, those nets that you're about to to put out, those nets that you're, you're about to wash, Take them back and throw them back in the water. Because you're about to receive what you haven't received yet. You're about to experience what you haven't experienced yet. You're about to receive from God the gift and the blessings that he has for you. Don't throw the net away. Don't wash the net yet. Because there's more. There's more for you. There's more for your family. Now... Let's look at what verse 4 says. Verse 4 says, Luke 5. Now go out where it's deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. There's more for you, but you have to go deeper. There's more for you. There's more for you, but you have to go deeper. Now why? Why? Why did Jesus tell them to go deeper and it's really simple it's not, there's no science behind it they needed to go deeper because on the shore there's no fish they needed to go deeper because on the shore it's too shallow for fish to be there on the shore this it's, it's too shallow. So if you, want, if you want more of God, there's more, it's available, but you have to go deeper. Because on the shore, there's your blessing is not on the shore. Your blessing is not where it's shallow. Your blessing is not where it's easy. Your blessing is deeper, so we have to go deeper. We have to believe, we have to move, we have to go to where the blessing is. And most of the times, the blessing is not where it's shallow, the blessing is where it's deeper. Because God wants us to grow. He wants us to, to go for more. He wants, he wants us to, to, to trust us. Because how can he trust us if we're not ready? If we can't, if we can't go deeper for, ourse- for ourselves, how can we go deeper for others? If we can go deeper in our personal lives, if we can, if we can follow God deeper, how, how are we going to lead others to follow God deeper, you know? So, so we have to go deeper. We have to go deeper. This means that in order to go deeper and receive what God has for you. Receive the more of God. We have to leave our comfort place. We have to leave our comfort place. The shore was their comfort place. They were comfortable on the shore. There was no trouble on the shore. There is no, the, the, the winds were not a danger on the shore because they were close to land. So what, in other words, if we, if they remain on shore, they could depend on themselves if something went wrong. But now, if they were deeper, then they couldn't depend on themselves, then then if they were deeper, they needed to depend on Jesus alone. Yeah. So, that's why, so that's why we're called to go deeper. Yeah. Because on the deeper part, if something goes wrong, then we need to depend on Jesus. But if we're on the shore the whole time, if something goes wrong, then we can depend on our, our own gift, our abilities. But then that's going to take us only so far. Yeah. That's going to take us so far. But the blessings of God are on the deeper side. If you want everything that God has for you, you have to be so uncomfortable that you totally depend on him. Because the lever, the level of your comfort is gonna is gonna determine, it's gonna let God know how much you depend on him. In other words, how comfortable you are is gonna let him know how, how much you depend on him. Because if you're comfortable, that means that you're that you're trusting yourself. If you're comfortable, that means that you are depending on yourself. But if you're uncomfortable, then you're recognizing. And you're saying, God, I can't be with you. I can't exist without you. I can't do anything without you. Everything that I have is because of you. Everything that I've done is because of you. And I recognize that the moment you leave me is the moment I'm done. Because when we are in the deeper, we depend totally on him. On Sunday, we talked about two people that got uncomfortable in order to receive what they wanted, what they needed. The woman with the blood flow and Jairus. But there was something about this story that really called my attention. And it was this. And we all know that that in the story, Jesus was being surrounded by a big crowd. He was being surrounded by by hundreds of people, but if we if we take a closer look, only out of the whole crowd, only two people received what they wanted, right. only two people received what they were looking for, only two people received what they needed. And when I read that, I asked myself the question: How come? How come? Was it was it because no one else had a need? Because in a big crowd, I bet more than two people had a need. In a big crowd, I bet, that, I bet that more than two people needed a miracle. Come on, in a big crowd, I bet that more than two people were sick. In a big crowd, I bet that more than two people needed God to work in their lives. Then how is it possible that just two people received what they wanted, what they needed? Just two people received the more of God. Just only two people received the more that God had for them. And I asked myself, how is it possible? And then I thought that maybe, maybe the crowd, maybe they were following Jesus just because it was their routine. Maybe they were following Jesus because it's all they could remember. Maybe they, they were following Jesus because they wanted to be a part of the, of the cool thing that was happening. Maybe they were following Jesus because they wanted others to know that they were with the teacher, that they were with the Messiah. But, but just two people, could it be that only two people were following Jesus because they had a need? Could it be that only two people were following Jesus because they recognized that they needed a miracle, that Jesus had more for them, and that 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 was the chance, that was the moment, that was the opportunity for them to receive what God had for them? Could it be that just two people, they, they, they were the only ones that recognized that God was here, God was there, and He was able to do whatever they needed? Could it be that... In the big crowd, they were not following because of a need. But they were following because it was their routine. You know, I, I would never want to be in a place where I'm following because that's where I'm used to do. I would never want to be in a place where I'm following Jesus because that's, that's all I can remember. I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm following God. Because I've been following him for the last years. But not because I have I have a need. I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm following Jesus. Out of a, a tradition. Than, be, or than because I need him. I want to be following Jesus because I need him. I want to be following Jesus because, because there's nothing that I can go for. There's nothing better for me. There's no future without him. And that's. That's what happened. These people have had faith. And you know that faith opens the door for the more of God. Faith opens the door for the more of God. Faith is what moves God hard. Faith is what moves God to work in your life. Faith, it was makes the impossible possible. Faith is what moves you from here to there. Faith is what moves you to the, to the uncomfortable. Faith is what moves you to the deeper. It's faith. And these people had the faith to believe that Jesus was there to do what they needed. To do what they were looking for. But they were following because they had a need. They were following because they needed a miracle. And tonight, I believe that there's more for you. And there's more for your family. Because the Bible says so. There's more for you because God says so. But we have to go deeper. We have to leave our comfort place. We have to leave that that place that that we're used to be. And I'm talking spiritually. And I know that for for all of us, we have different levels and different things that that make us comfortable. I don't know what's your comfort zone. I, I don't know what's your comfort place. But you know it. You know it. You know in what areas you can get a little uncomfortable to receive what you're looking for, to receive what you want. And faith was what drove Peter's response. In the story. Amen. And we've talked many times. We have talked about Peter. And we say how Peter was kind of rebellious in faith. And how he was a little crazy in faith. Um, but he was a smart guy. Yes. Peter was very, very smart. And, and look at look at his response. Um, he said. He said, God on your word. Or because you say so, I will throw the net again. Now, now let's imagine, let's imagine this, this night for Peter. The way I imagine him is him working all night. Like he said, we've, we've been working all night very hard, and we've caught nothing. Now, imagine him getting tired. Imagine him spending hours, hours on the water trying to, to catch something, trying to fish but nothing happened. Right. Now, how many times we've, we've worked at something. We've put effort, time, our, our energy, strength. We've put all our youth, yeah. our years. Right. And it hasn't, we haven't seen the fruit of it. Right. That's how Peter was. That's, that was what he was experiencing. Yeah. Right. He was putting the hard work. He was putting the effort. He was putting the time, he was putting the strength, he was putting the energy, but nothing happened. He was putting all of his effort and nothing happened. But you know what's crazy about the story? That that he said, because you say so, I'll throw the net again. I don't know how many times you've tried and tried and tried and failed. I don't know how many times and how much energy you have spent and how much how much strength you have spent and how much time you have spent. But tonight I want to encourage you and I want to tell you that if you've been trying and trying and trying that you're going to take this the position that he that he took, you're going to say the words that he said and you're going to say God, I've been working, I've been trying, but because you say so, I'm going to do it again. But because you say so, I'm going to try it again. But because you say so, I'm going to do it again. Because when you say so, then I know something different can happen. Peter was smart because he recognized that there was something different in this guy, Jesus. Peter was smart because he recognized that when he spoke, things would change. Peter was smart because he saw that when Peter would speak, then people would be changed. When Jesus would speak, people would be changed. He recognized that when, when Jesus would touch people, they would get healed. He Before, before he it's crazy because before before he talked to Jesus because before he responded to Jesus he listened to Jesus preach because Jesus was using his boat so so before before his faith was built he was listening to Jesus So, so, so listening to Jesus's words, listen, listening to his preaching, built up his faith in a way that he says, I got to follow this man because this man is different. I have to follow this man because this man has power. I have to follow this man because this man can turn around every situation. I have to follow this man because this man can make the impossible possible. I have to follow this man. And then he said. And this is why I say that he's smart because even though he was, he was failing, even though he was tired, even though nothing was, was working out, he said, and this is me paraphrasing, he said, well, I've been working all night, but, but this man has power. So if I, if I tell him that I'm only going to do it because he said so, then something is going to happen. If I say with my mouth if I if I tell him Jesus I'm going to do this only only because you say so then something is going to have to happen then something is going to happen because this man has power so I'm going to I'm going to be smart and I'm going to tell him the only the only reason why I'm going to do this again is because you're telling me it's because you're saying so it's because I'm going to do it on your word so so if I say this if I tell him Jesus I'll do it because you say so then then you have to do something because it's your word and your word never fails and your word never fails and your word is true and there's nothing that can come against it and there's nothing that can prove it wrong so if I say Jesus I'll do it because you say so then I'm gonna sit and wait and see the miracle happen then I'm gonna sit and wait and see the miracle working in my life then I'm gonna sit and wait and see you working and see you moving so I'm gonna say only because you say so I will do it again you know what happened He saw his faith. Jesus saw his faith. We serve a God that is moved by our faith. We serve a God that is moved by by the level of our faith. We see it all around the Bible. We see it all around the Bible. On Sunday, we talked about the woman with the blood flow. And you know what's, what's crazy about the miracle? That she didn't even ask for it so many people they ask for a miracle even Jairus he he asked Jesus he was like Jesus can you come to my house and touch my daughter so she can be healed but the woman of the of the blood flow she didn't ask for a miracle she just said if i if i can just touch him then i know i will be healed if i can just touch him then i know I will, I will receive my healing and she didn't and she didn't ask jesus for the miracle but she knew that her faith was was enough to move jesus to do the miracle so instead of instead of inviting jesus she went to jesus instead of inviting jesus to her home she went to jesus and she didn't care about what people would say she didn't care about what people would think she didn't she didn't care about about humiliating herself but she all she cared about is i have a need I have a miracle that that i want I have a prayer that I want i need a miracle so I'm going for my miracle I need something from this man so I'm going for my miracle I need the more of God so I'm going for the more of God and she didn't stay back waiting for it but she went for it she didn't she didn't ask him for the more But faith was enough for Jesus to give her the more. So, your faith is enough for God to give you the more. Your faith is enough for God to give you the more that He has for you. Now, going back to Peter. And saying, I'll do it only because you say so. He said it because he knew that there was power in the word of God. He said it because he knew that the word of God could change the atmosphere. That the word of God could could open the way for the more of God. So he declared the word of God. And I want to tell you tonight that. You have the power to declare the word of God and declare the more of God over you, over your family, over your situation, over your financial status, over your jobs, over your city, over your church, over anything. You have the power in the word of God to declare it, to desire, to to confess the more of God. And I'll invite the band to come up. And something powerful happens. When we, when we declare the word of God. When we, when we desire more. When we ask for the more of God. Yeah. And we use the word of God. Look what happened on verse 6. On verse 6 of Luke 5. Chapter 1. It says and this time their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. You see what happened when, when he said, Jesus, we've been working all night very hard, but because you say so, I will throw the net again. They remember they were cleaning the nets, they were washing the nets. They were going home, they had quit. There was nothing left for them. The day was over, hours have passed by. You might be in a place where years have passed by. You might be in a place where you've asked God for the more of him, for the movement of God, for him to use you, for him to work in you and through you. And maybe you've been you've been waiting years maybe you're waiting for a miracle for you or someone that you love maybe you've been asking God for more and you've been waiting but tonight I want to encourage you there is still hope there's more God has more God has more for you God has more for your family God has more in any area He had more for the fishermen because they went to the deeper, because they act on obedience, because they surrendered their plans, because they surrendered what they were doing, because they they stopped stopped what, what they were doing. They stopped washing the nets and they went back to the deep he gave them so more that it says that the nets were were breaking that they they cut so much fish that the nets were breaking And you know that whenever God blesses you, He blesses you so more, so much that your nets start to break and then what happens is that the leftovers then it starts going to the people around you then what you have left over then you can give then what you have left over then you can then you can share because whenever God blesses you He doesn't bless you just for you but He blesses you for your family, He blesses you for your people, He blesses you for the people around you he blesses you so that you can bless others that's the grace of God that's the beauty of God God is a God that whenever he does something he's not he doesn't do it just for one person he does it for the whole community he does it for the whole church he does it for the whole family he does it because he loves not just one but he loves everyone so you know what happens when you take your burden when you take your cross when you take when you when you die to yourself so you can follow him then the blessings of God come upon you then the blessings of God come upon your family and sometimes it's not easy sometimes it's not easy to carry your cross sometimes it's not easy to follow God sometimes the cross is heavy going deeper it's heavy asking for more of God. It's heavy. But the Bible says that for those that those who he gives, he expects much more. But you know what happens that when you're carrying your cross and it's heavy there's someone there's someone that helps you and it's called the Holy Spirit. Whenever whenever Jesus left, he said, "Don't he said don't don't worry because I'm going to send you someone that's going to that's going to live in you. I'm going to send you someone that's going to do great things in you. I'm going to send you someone that is going to is going to come for you. I'm going to send you someone that whenever you're weak, he's going to build you up. Whenever you're struggling, he's going to help you. Whenever you feel like quitting, he's going to lift you up. So what happens is that when when you're carrying your cross and it's heavy, then you start realizing that because you want more of God, it's worth it. Then you start realizing that because you want the more of God in your life, it's worth it. And what happens is that you start carrying the cross and the same thing that helped Jesus to carry His cross is the same thing that helps you carry the cross and is the love that you have for God, the love that He had for us helping carry the cross, but the love that we have for Him helps us carry our cross. The love that we have for God and for Jesus and for the more of God, that's what helps us carry our crosses. Then it says that they received so much that they were amazed. They received so much that they were struck they were in awe of what happened. I want all of us to stand to our feet. Because I believe that there's more for you tonight. You know I'm 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 tired of seeing people I, I can see the potential of God in them and they can't see it for themselves I see what God can do in them but they can't see it for themselves and I believe that that no matter who we are how young or how old there is something more for us because His blessings are new every day because He's always working because His, his word is always working because His always up to something new so look what happened they received so much that they were in awe and then look at look at Jesus's response to Peter in verse 10 Peter said get away from me because I'm such a sinner I'm such a sinful man that I don't deserve you I don't deserve the more of you because i fail failed so many times I don't deserve the more of you because I'm such a sinner I don't deserve more of you because I've made so many mistakes get away from me isn't that what we do sometimes isn't that what we do sometimes where we put limits to God because of our past where we put limits to God because of the mistakes we've made where we're, we're putting limits to God because we have made mistakes, because we have failed before, because we are sinners. But look what, look, at, look what Jesus told him. And he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. You see how he how he shifted the whole the whole circumstance you saw you see how how he changed the whole moment you see how he he changed their whole lives and look what he did he didn't change their title but he changed their purpose he said you're still going to be a fisherman you're still going to be doing what you're doing but now you're going to do it for a greater purpose you're still going to be a fisherman. He said, he said, I'm going to make you a fisherman, but a fisherman of people. So whenever God gives you the more of Him, He's not going to change your title. He's not going to change who you are, but He's going to change your purpose. He's going to change what you do. He's going to change your task. And then you're going to start putting your eyes on the spiritual, on everything you do. And you're going to go to your work and you're going to see, today, I want the more of God for this place. Today, I want the more of God for this place. today I want the more of God for this city today I want the more of God for this church today I want the more of God for my family today I want the more of God in my financial situation today I want the more of God in my body in my healing in my family in in everything that surrounds me he said he said you'll you'll be fishing but for people you'll be fishing but for people. I believe that God can give you more not just on the spiritual, He can give you more in the professional area, in the personal area, in your business, in your career, in your school, in the marketplace wherever you go there's more for you because we serve a God that he gives in abundance we serve a God that when he gives he gives enough for you he gives enough for your family he gives enough for those that surround you he gives enough for those that come in touch with with you he said you'll be fishing for people leave you with this verse tonight. Philippians 1 verse 6. It says, I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when when Jesus Christ returns. God, who began the good work within you, is going to finish, is going to continue the work until the day where He returns. If you're alive, that means there's still more for you. If you're alive, that means that there's more for you. If you're alive, that means that He's still working in you if you're alive, that means that He still has things in store for you If you're alive that means that His Word is still working in you If you're alive, that means that His Word is still working through you If you're alive, that means that there's a hope, that there's a future, that there's a purpose, that there is a plan that there's healing, that, that chains can be broken because you're alive, because you're alive and because He's alive, you're alive because he he overcame then we can overcome if you're alive then i want to tell you that he's not done with you that he's going to complete the work that he started he's going to complete the work within you he's going to complete the work that he started because i have the god that i serve when he starts something he finishes it when he starts something he finishes it bring you to it he will bring it to completion if he brings you to something he will bring you till the end if he gives you something then he will give you the all of it because he's a God that he gives the all and it's more than enough it's more than enough so I want all of us to raise our hands and if you believe that the more of God is for you I want you to step closer to the altar. If you believe that there's more for you, there's more for your family, there's more for your future. There's more for your for your community. There's more for this church. There's more for this city. There's more for the people surrounding you. There's more in your in your business. There's more in your job. There's more everywhere you go then I want to encourage you to go for the more, to go for the more, to ask for the more because because He's here for you, Jesus is on the boat, He's on the boat it's your moment to ask for the more of Him, it's your moment to ask for the more of God it's your moment to ask for you to be filled, if you want more of the Spirit just ask for it if you want more of His blessings, just ask for it. If you want more of His presence, just ask for it. Because he's here, he's here. And if you're alive, that means he's still working in you. If you're alive, that means that he can turn your situation. If you're alive, that means that he can still work. If you're alive, that means that there, there is hope. If you're alive, that means that that miracle that you've been waiting for, you can receive it. If you're alive, be healed. If you're alive, that means that there's hope for you receive the goodness and the grace